Time for keys to the game. Monday night football in Jacksonville. Nationally televised football game. To me, that's all you need to know or all you should need to know as a player. Nationally televised. Family, friends, former coaches, everybody's watching you play. That should be all the juice you need to go out there and play as hard as you possibly can and be as physical as you possibly can. You really shouldn't even need a nationally televised game to be a motivator. But if you do, that should be it. There's no question about it. You're a professional. You're getting paid to play. You're getting paid to bring your best performance every week. Time to start doing it. No question about it. All right. So every single week, some of the keys are always going to be the same. They're staples and just about all the keys are, are the same on a weekly basis, but we talk about them in different ways because every matchup is different, but turnovers, that's if you turn the football over, you give the ball away more than you take it away. You're going to be in trouble in the national football league. It's been proven over and over and over again. And no, no different than this one. The Jacksonville Jaguars have 20 takeaways tied for four, fourth most in the NFL. The Bengals defense has done a great job taking the football away. They've got 19 tied for seventh most. Jaguars have given it away, though, 18 times, and they've given it away a lot on the ground. Fumbles, not shouldn't say on the ground. They've given it away a lot by fumbling the football. They've been a little loosey-goosey with ball security. 19 fumbles tied for fifth most in the National Football League. They've lost 11 of them, second most in the NFL. Now, they've taken nine away from the opponent. That's tied for third most. The Bengals are going to have to have good ball security. And the Jaguars, they continue to be a little loosey-goosey with the football. The Bengals need to take advantage of it. Cincinnati's only fumbled the ball seven times this season, third fewest in the NFL. They've only lost two fumbles, tied for fewest in the NFL. They've taken, uh, they've recovered seven fumbles, which is in the top ten, ninth in the, tied for ninth in the National Football League. So fumbles, I think, are going to be a big deal potentially in this football game. Both teams have the exact same number of interceptions with seven um, that they've uh, that they've thrown. Uh, so that that kind of washes it, each other out. But the Jaguars have 11 interceptions, tied for ninth most in the NFL. Two of those are pick sixes, one of 61 yards, one of 24 yards. The Bengals have 12 interceptions, tied for third most in the National Football League. And, of course, Tam, Cam Taylor-Britt has that pick six for them. So, I mean, turnovers. The Bengals uh, are, are looking at a plus 10 ratio, third best in the league, because Jacksonville has given the ball away 18 times. That's tied for 21st, third, plus two, which is uh, tied for 12th. But turnovers are going to be massive. The Jacksonville Jaguars have won seven out of their last eight games. They're seven and one in their last eight football games. That's uh, that's pretty impressive. They won five in a row. They lost and lost badly to the San Francisco 49ers, 34-3, turned it over there big time, and then they won two more in a row. Bengals are going to have their hands full going down to Jacksonville. Can't give the game away with turnovers. You can't beat yourself. So that's one of the first keys. The next is explosives. I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals defense has given up the most explosives in the National Football League. That's, that's not a that's not a good thing to lead the league in. There's no question about that. Uh, not only explosives in the passing game, explosive runs as well. Going to have to shore it up, not give away these chunk plays like they've been. A good example is against Pittsburgh in the last uh, loss. 
Uh, and they did it on third down. They gave up explosives on third down. We'll get to that as a key as well, but third down, the money down. Pittsburgh made a lot of money. They got rich. The Bengals were bankrupt. They did not do well on third down at all. The Bengals uh, had, had their issues, but third down, third and 13, an explosive play, 29-yard completion to Fryermuth, the, the tight end. Come on now. Third and 13? You give up a 29-yard completion down the seam to the tight end? Whew, tough one. Third and three in the second quarter. That was the first quarter play. Third and three in the second quarter, 39-yard completion to Johnson. Can't do it. Can't allow that to happen. Third and eight. That's You figure you're going to get off the field on third and eight? No, 43-yard completion to Pickens. Three third down completions turned into explosives for 111 yards. Can't have that. It's crazy. <laughs> All right, so <clears throat> explosives. The Bengals are going to have to get some. They haven't gotten as many as they need to get, particularly in the running game. And the running game has been null and void anyway. We'll get to that as a key as well. But let's get to third down now. Cincinnati Bengals on third down, two for 10. In those, ten, in those eight uh, times when they didn't convert, four times they were sacked, and they threw an interception on one of them. But half of their third-down possessions ended in misery. Four sacks, which increases the hidden yard problem, and an interception. Pittsburgh came into the game averaging a little over better one out of three third-down conversions, 34.5%. The Bengals allowed... In my mind, 8 of 16. It's 8 of 17 because they took a kneel down on third down to end the football game. 8 of 16. They gave them 50%, almost 16% uh, jump in, in execution there on third down. Can't have that. Can't have that. Bengals have to do a better job than converting 2 out of 10 on third down. They have to stay on the football field, give their defense a break. Can't allow the Jacksonville Jaguars to stay on the football field like the Pittsburgh Steelers did on third down. Defensively, the Jaguars are incredible on third down. They're only allowing 35%, third best in the NFL. So the Bengals' offense is going to have their work cut out for them in terms of staying on the field in third down against the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're not converting that high a rate offensively. They're 22nd in the league. But uh, Bengals' defense is going to have to get off the field on third down Bengals offense is going to have to sustain drives on third down. That's going to be a very, very big factor in this football game. Let's talk running game. Running game? <laughs> Bengals didn't have one against the Pittsburgh Steelers. 11 carries for 25 yards. Three of those carries were scrambles by Jake Browning. So eight carries for 16 yards is what Joe Mixon had and what the Bengals running attack was. A paltry two yards per carry. Pittsburgh went th 33 carries for 153 yards. <laughs> they outrushed the Bengals by 128 yards and out-snapped them by 22 rushing snaps. Can't have that kind of disparity. The Jacksonville Jaguars, with a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence, they're going to throw the football, but they, they run it pretty well. And Etienne is, uh, is a very effective ball carrier, seventh in the league in rushing, seventh in the league in touchdown scored on the ground. Pretty good. I mean, this guy is, is a factor. You're going to have to control the running game with him, make Trevor Lawrence one-dimensional, and be fair to Jake Browning. I mean, what kind of a running game support is 11 carries for 25 yards? When the quarterback had to run it three times himself, 
So eight carries for 16 yards. That that's putting way too much burden of responsibility, way too much pressure on Jake Browning's shoulders against an NFC or AFC North rival that has a defense like the Pittsburgh Steelers and like you played against against the Baltimore Ravens. You think, oh, maybe he'll get a little bit of a break, a little bit of breath against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Eh, no. I mean, this is a good football team defensively. They're fourth in the NFL. They only give up 87.4 yards per game on the ground. Fourth best. They only give up four yards a carry in the top 10, ninth best. You're going to have to be able to be balanced offensively against this Jacksonville Jaguar defense at home. They're at home. You're on the road. And be fair to Jake Browning. Don't put him in third and long situations over and over and over again. So third down, it's going to be a big deal. The run game, having first down success, being able to run the football, balancing your offense is going to be a big factor once again. Red zone. Both football teams have uh, success in the, in the red zone in terms of not allowing teams to score against their defense in the red zone. No points allowed in a red zone possession is huge. The Bengals have done that eight times already this year, tied for first in the NFL. Jacksonville has done it seven times. They're tied for fifth. So both these football teams defensively have either gotten turnovers or stopped opponents on downs in the red zone. Offensively, though, Jacksonville has struggled. Jacksonville eight times. They've come out of the red zone with no points. That's tied for second most in the NFL, the second worst number, whatever you want to call it, eight times, no points offensively. That's that, that's rough duty right there. The Bengals have been in the red zone 43 times already, second most in the NFL. <laughs> it's been a track meet up and down the football field to get into the red zone, and then in the compressed field, they seem to play better defensively. Going to have to play better between the, the 20s defensively and offensively. Don't put so much pressure on yourself in the red zone. Uh, the Bengals offensively have done decently. They're 11th in the red zone in touchdown percentage. And uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are exactly that themselves, 11th defensively in terms of red zone touchdown percentage. So it's going to be an interesting battle there. <clears throat> Another big factor in this game, field position, the hidden yards. They're big. They're big. Put the opponent on a long field. Give Jake Browning some short fields. Both teams' special teams have been special. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are in the top 10 in three of the four categories. They're number nine returning punts. They're number eight covering punts. They're number nine returning kickoffs. The Cincinnati Bengals are in the top 10 in three of the four categories, special teams-wise. They're number five returning punts, number 10 covering punts, and they're number three in terms of uh, covering kickoffs. So this is going to be a good battle of special teams. Who's going to dictate the field position advantage? Put the opponent on the long field and dictate advantages with short field possessions. Uh, the Bengals, um, they've had an 81-yard punt return for a touchdown from, from Charlie Jones. The uh, Jaguars have had a 48-yard punt return, a 53-yard kickoff return, not for touchdowns, but they've uh, they, they've had some damage. Uh, they've done some damage in that area. Travion Williams last week against the Steelers had a 46-yard kickoff return. All of these things are going to be big factors in determining the outcome of the football game. And then in the punting game, they've got an outstanding punter, Cook. He's fourth in the NFL in net punting. 
almost 44 yards per punt net, 43.9. He's punted four to- uh, 23 times inside the 20-yard line. He's pinned the opponent back 23 times inside the 20-yard line, fourth best in the NFL. His ratio of plus 19 to punts inside the 20 as opposed to touchbacks is third best in the NFL. Robbins has to step up. He's nowhere near those kind of numbers that Cook's putting up. It's going to be a big deal. Pin Jaguars back inside the 20, inside the 10. The Bengals don't get pinned. Don't suffer long fields. I think hidden yards, field position is once again going to be a big deal in this football game when you've got a, a quarterback that uh, you don't want to put the burden of responsibility on his, all on his shoulders. And that's what they did uh, in the Pittsburgh Steeler game. Spread it out. Everybody take some of the responsibility. Jake Browning is capable. Jake Browning can win this football game. Don't expect Jake Browning to be Joe Burrow. Jake Browning is not Joe Burrow. But if you can support Jake Browning and make him, allow him to be the best Jake Browning that he can be, the best version of Jake Browning, you can win a football game. Everybody has to do their job. Everybody does little. Nobody has to do a lot. Don't make Jake Browning have to do a lot. Dave Lapham here, and every day I am grateful for my experience to have played professional football. As a player, I realize self-motivation, leadership, and appreciating your teammates are key. At First Star Logistics, you can use those same attributes to create the life you want for you and your family. Build your future by working hard like I did. You'll see results both on and off the field. Call First Star Logistics today and be part of our winning team. We look forward to another year of In the Trenches presented by First Star Logistics, but we wanted to give you some big news. This season, you'll find our interviews and keys to Bengals victory on In the Trenches in the First Star Media Group YouTube channel, along with our growing team of Joe Goodbury's Bengals on the Brain and Malik Wright's State of the Jungle. Also, the great folks at First Star Logistics have big plans this season with special giveaways each week the Bengals play. So be sure to visit both channels and our social media pages to stay updated on all giveaways and the latest news on the Bengals. So be sure to subscribe to the First Star Media Group YouTube channel as after this season, it'll become the channel that will host all our content.